Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Again, I'm Brett, we got Todd here, we're going to jump right into week 12. So we had a busy week, uh, got a lot done, I got plenty done on the layout, which actually makes it look like we didn't get anything done, because we ripped everything out off the layout. Uh, we'll go into that a little bit more. I know you were busy. You got you had a bunch of stuff going on, you know, with model railroading and without, you know, your other life. Uh, but uh, overall, it was a busy week. We apologize. We did not post a blog post uh, since last week. We we need to get back on. We'll write a couple here soon. Uh, we were just we were just swamped with other things. So uh, with that, let's jump into jump into week twelve here. Sounds good. Hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what what uh, what did you have going on this week? What were what was uh, what was your big thing uh, here? Well, last week I was talking to you and I was coughing. I'm still coughing. I feel better. I feel good. But from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and most of Sunday, I got my ass kicked by a cold, and. Um, I slept. Yeah, almost. I know. It, it changed the plans for this week, our yeah. work weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I, I got nothing done. I wanted to come down and help you on the layout. I couldn't do that on Saturday. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't because either. Because I didn't want to be sick. I didn't want to make anybody sick. And, and you know, I mean, with the grandkids there and everything, no, no, it's not happening. But it killed me inside. Because I, I really would have been worthless anyways, because I basically sat on the chair and either watched your mom's goofy Lifetime movies or um, found something on Netflix. or And then the basketball tournament was going on, so I watched a lot of basketball. You watched um, basketball? I hate basketball. But I watched it anyways. <laughs> um, it, I watched it, and I actually got into it. I, I do like college sports, so... It is exciting. I do think I do think college basketball is pretty exciting. Right. right. Uh, I only in March. It. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed some of the games. Don't get me wrong. And but my um, uh, my bracket my bracket for I did a work bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone just pitches in five bucks or whatever, and you know it's the work it's the work bracket. Yeah. And uh, my, my I'm so bad at picking these every year. I just do, I just donate to the to the <laughs> cause because my. They, I, they should just take my five dollars and not even, not even, uh, uh, not even make me let me fill out a bracket because every 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 year I do on the first day of games my bracket's all messed up. Well, this year's this year's March Madness was it was madness. Yeah, and and everybody I talked to said they had a bracket. Uh, said that it was it was trashed by the end of the first day on Thursday and and um you know there were a couple upsets on Thursday and Friday it just pretty much wrecked everybody um and oh, yeah. it became a crapshoot so your best option is to just wrinkle that paper up and throw it the hell away on Monday morning get and start yourself a sweet 16 one and do it again you know because <laughs> you know, uh, all well, bets are off after that for that last weekend anyways it was bad i, I don't even like basketball this isn't but, a isn't a basketball podcast so let's get moving on here yeah yeah oh, oh my on my on my workbench 
Um, I'm working at Sanborn Coffee still, and uh, um, I'm going to talk a little bit of that on here shortly because I have a product I've been using on it, and I really like it. So we're going to get on talking on that a little today. Um, other than that, I got nothing else to really accomplish model-wise. It's going very fast. I should wrap it up here in the next night or two. So Nice. But let's talk about well, your thing, your yeah. model. I think that's well, the important thing right now because you're. I have done. not post. Right, I have not posted any pictures of it yet. I've been keeping it under wraps. Uh, I I I think I posted some teaser pictures before it was really completed a lot uh, on the Instagram page and on, and on our Facebook. But I haven't put anything up on it about our website. I haven't done. I haven't really. I haven't released it because I didn't want it to. I didn't want to really put progress pictures up because I just wanted to put it up when it was finished right. and just be like, bam, here is the, here's the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about it now for a couple weeks and I finally finished the blue slipper tavern from Casey workshop. And, uh, yesterday was the perfect day to get it done. I, as many of you probably heard, there was a nor'easter and we lived like, smack dab in the middle of the bullseye for where the most snow is supposed to hit. And I know here in our yard, we had 18 inches of snow. I had 14. Uh, yeah. So we got pummeled and it ended up being the perfect day to get some, get some modeling done. Cause you know, we're not going anywhere. It's nasty outside. I hate winter and I don't want to see the snow. Just makes me winter gets me, sucks. gets me all upset. So I went down in the basement and uh, hunkered down in the basement for the storm until it was all over, and I had to go shovel. But what that did was allowed me to to plow through this uh, this kit and get it finished up. And let me tell you, I sent you the pictures. The the photos for it are going to go up right after we're done broadcasting, or or I'm sorry, recording this podcast, which. By the time you guys are listening to it, our listeners, the photos will already be up. So you'll, you'll be actually seeing them uh, in a few minutes here. Uh, they'll be up before the podcast publishes. Yeah. So it is a sweet kit. I know we talked about it a couple times earlier, and I think the, the promotion is still running with uh, KCWorkshop.com where you can go to his page, enter a promo uh, – I'm sorry – Enter the promo code HO Scale Customs when you at checkout when you're buying the uh, Blue Slipper Tavern and you can get ten dollars off of it. And let me tell you, it is it's an awesome kit. It's worth it. It it's just looks badass. I was looks I saw the photos last night that you sent me. You, you, I mean, if that was a home run ball, it was gone, and uh, you nailed it. That was a it was really cool. The weathering job, the you know the yeah. little effects that you put on it, awesome. I um, you know, with any kit, I'm not a, I'm not a huge kit guy. I, know. I like to scratch build, but that being said, this is a super. Uh, it's not very complicated, so pretty much any any skill range can do it. If you do it as a beginner, you won't have any you won't have any problems with it. It's not too complicated. It's a it's a rectangle building, but if you're a more experienced modeler. You can really just go to town with this thing and, and really customize it. Um, I try, we, we, we had talked about what we were going to do to it if we were going to completely you know, do it in my style where it wouldn't even look anything like the 
the the photos on the box, or if we were going to kind of do a prototype it of the building that he sent us pictures of. And we decided to try to keep it as close to that as we could. Um, but I added a couple little things. I added some flair to it. So, uh, you know, a couple of things I did, I added a roof access to the top of it. We had a little, I don't know what you call that, um, like a cast part, plaster. Yeah. Cast, roof access. Roof I threw access, that on top. Absolutely, yeah. I threw some vents, extra vents and chimneys on it because he, he, it did come with a couple vents, but I, I threw a couple other ones on that I had, you know, torn apart from other kits. Yep. Um, I added some sheet metal roofing to make it like a hybrid roof, like a two type of roof on the side structure. Yeah. And uh, a, a little fence out back that was like to the back entrance, so that way there's, you know, if it's like a little smoking or yeah. where all the little where the drunks hang out or something behind a little fence. So uh, that was the that was the main or major customizations to it. I did throw down a bunch of sidewalk on it. Um, when we got the kit, I also had when Casey gave us the kit. I also ordered uh, some uh, brick sidewalk, uh, brick sidewalk sections to to put around it. So I uh, three sides of it are covered with a brick sidewalk, and it's it actually gives it a pretty a pretty nice area, to, a pretty good space around the building to build a little bar, bar scene around it, uh, you know, where, where the local bar patrons are going to be hanging around outside. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I love the brick sidewalk. It looks great. Yeah, it, and that, that brick sidewalk from him is super easy to work with. It comes in, uh, it comes in like a, when you order it, it's like a three-pack, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's super easy to paint. I painted it just brick red, just an apple barrel brick red, and uh, it has a curb, which I painted with, I think I painted it with driftwood right. paint. And then once I weather it a little bit, it, it comes down to like a concrete tone. Yeah. And then all I did really, once I dried, I took some white chalk, dusted the the sidewalk with white chalk, and I took my thumb with like a little bit of spit, a little bit of moisture, a little tiny bit, and I just rubbed it off, rubbed the white chalk off the top of the brick faces. And that way the, it made like a mortar look mm-hmm. uh, down in the sidewalk. Yeah, but it turned out awesome. All in all, it's an awesome kit. It's not hard to do. Uh, like like I said, you can get on his site, enter HO Scale Customs as a promo code, get $10 off the kit. Uh, I know he said he was sold out for a little while after a show, but I believe uh, he. I, it's been a while, so he should probably have some kits in again for it. But I'm sure um, he'll, he'll, get on there, he'll check you up. Yeah, get on there, check it out. It's awesome. So I'll, I'll, I'll um, tell you what, I saw the photos. And the way you painted it, and when uh, you know, it has bars on the windows, on the front of the windows. Oh yeah, like uh, you know, just like a like a CD. It's like a CD looking. Yeah, I'm telling bar. you. And the way you painted it up and rusted uh, rusted some of the bars, put a little, you know, put a little rust here and there, and then you're weathering, of put, course. Um, you yeah, a little bit of rust on the nice. tavern sign. It looks like a place where. You could get into a bar fight. You might get. You get into a bar you fight. Might get There's stabbed. bar fights in that place, and you might get tetanus. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, you're gonna probably get tetanus, and it looks it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it looks cool, man. It would it would fit in any town in just about any era from the 19. 20s, oh yeah, it could be modern on, man. Or right, it could be a modern kit, or yeah, it could be something from 80 years ago. It looks awesome. Yeah, it, it uh, is cool. That. The one, 
the one thing I did do with this kit, uh, really the, the biggest thing that I customized on it and really isn't really a customization was I didn't use the acetate on the windows. This was the thing. If you were on our Instagram or Facebook or you saw our blog, this is the first kit I also used the real glass windows in. And you can definitely tell when you're yeah. when you're looking at it in the right light. You can see that the, the glass is a lot different. The pictures don't do it justice. So if you did catch that blog and you you've you you or you've used real or you've used real glass in the past, you you'll know what I'm talking about. It it just looks it looks a lot different when you use real glass. So I am it looks like glass. a big proponent. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of that now. I'm not. I don't think I'm ever not going to use it unless it's one of those buildings where there's like a hundred windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'm not using real glass. I'm using. I'm going to use the real glass on this uh, this building I'm working on now. But um, as uh, what uh, one of the features on it, if you don't mind me talking about your work, um, is the the roof on that on the one side. Uh, the low the yeah, low the, rise. It's roof. a shingle roof. The shingle part of the roof, I don't, I don't know what you did or how you did it. I mean, I boogered up some roofs before, and I don't mean booger up like made a mistake. I mean made them look like they were getting old and starting to, you know, curl and turn. And I mean, your roof is looking gnarly on top, and um, I loved how you did yeah, it. it. It was so I will cool. Tell everyone how I did it for a small fee of nineteen ninety five. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I will tell everyone how I did it. Uh, it was pretty easy. I don't know if there's a better way to do this, and if there is, let us know. But basically what we're talking about here, and you'll see when we throw the pictures up, is it, we just took – it was the paper shingle strips, and you just overlap them up the roof. I'm sure most people have worked with them at some point or seen them. Yeah, I've done all I did to rough them do- up – Dozens all of I them, did to rough yeah. it up. All I did to rough it up was take a, a Zacto knife – on the corners of the shingles as they, where they hung down and just peeled them up a little bit. And some of them I rubbed my, my, like my, my finger on, on the edges to kind of rough it up. Yeah. Or I scraped, or I scraped a couple of them side to side just to get them all gnarly looking. That's, yeah. it was really simple. I just, there was really no method of approach to it other than just, here, what the hell, here we go. I, We're going to wing it. Well, I'll tell you what, I liked it. I mean, I've, I've, I've done that kind of thing with the knife on the, those paper shingles. And, um, I've not had that kind of result. I mean, I have had good results. It was just different. It was a different, whatever you did was a little different than what I've done. And I, I really liked it. And it was one of those things that it pops and we're going to talk about those kind of things here shortly, but it was one of those things that it doesn't take much jumps. It doesn't take much time to do. Yeah. But when you do it, when you do it, it just makes your, your kits look banging. Yeah. Yeah, it that was sweet. That was sweet. So, well, that so that's really what I had going on uh, as far as kit wise. Yeah. I did have a big weekend, and you knew what I did, and I also posted pictures on it on our website. I mean, on our Facebook and our Instagram. Uh, I tore. We tore. Well, I tore. I would have helped. Entire, I'm sorry. What I said, I would have helped you, but oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I was no, sick. no, no big deal. No big deal. Uh, I tore the entire layout part except for the wharf. So wherever we did water, that it's all still there. The wharf's all still there, but the the entire city section of the layout, which had a whole bunch of risers and weird like 
nooks and crannies. We couldn't figure out what to do with it. We weren't, it's something that we put together whenever we first started it. And we were trying to force it to work. And the other week we just decided to scrap it and start fresh with the whole city. So we salvaged all the track and, uh, all but one section. And, um, most of the roadbed, which I don't think we're going to use much of anyways on this next iteration. And I already have the foam laid down to, to redo uh, the city section, parts of the foam. So we are starting fresh on the whole layout. It was kind of scary at first, but then once I got to tearing it apart and saw how much more space we had for our city, I was getting pretty excited. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really be cool. It, it, was, it was weird to see you sent me the photos. Uh, of it being flattened and it looked like day one yeah it looks like day one back on the boards and uh, it looks like a big old plywood sheet and and uh and but some legs but it's good though and it, it also allowed me to shore up the bench work a little bit yeah because uh I, there was a, we had a long section without much support in the one in the middle of one section and um when i tore it apart i realized there was a part that was kind of a little bit weaker than it should have. Yeah, a little weaker and sagging than, and I wasn't happy with that, obviously. So I was able to shore it up, and it is a lot better looking now. It will just be, it'll, it'll just end up making it a better layout. Right, right. And we, and we really didn't lose that much stuff. We lost a couple rocks. Yeah, we got rid of that it was most, white foam, and uh, the, it was mostly just foam. Yeah, really and, I'm, it. and I'm so glad we're not using that sh- stuff again. Um, oh, that is. That I mean, I'm sorry. That's that's if, shit. Do yourself a favor, people. <laughs> when you use foam on your layout for landscaping, for you know different you know elevations and things, don't try, use the white possible, foam. Do yourself a favor and avoid the white foam that beads up in a little tiny. When you cut it, it comes it comes off in a little million little tiny beads. I mean, it'll work, but spend a couple extra bucks. And get the extruded foam, uh, the foam insulation boards that are, you know. It doesn't pink. cost that much extra. Nah, it's pink and white. I'm sorry, pink. You can get pink and blue and green. I think those are the common colors. And uh, it doesn't matter what color. You're not going to see it anyways. But it does. It carves so well with a knife. You don't get all those little little balls everywhere you got to you know you get you, you shot back and then you then you look and you think you have it all and then there's a, a million of them stuck to your legs and you know, it's just it's awful and um so yeah do yourself a favor and and go with that it's going to work so much easier it's easier to carve it doesn't break apart in you know by making it's it's harder to make a mistake on the extruded foam and um you don't get you know, if you're carving it and you put a little too much pressure on, you'll you'll break a weird little chunk off or a corner. Yeah, it's awful stuff. So yeah, we're gonna try this. We we were using the the extruded foam on the front that Brett did on the uh, waterfront, and we like you know what from now on we have to go with that. So we're we're gonna cover it in that. So right, but it'll be good though. Yeah, I'm excited to get that, so that project that, going. That was the big. Um, that was the big. That was my big week there. So I got the whole thing torn apart, and I got the Blue Slipper Tavern done. So yeah. uh, now we're ready to start with the city again. That's great. That's great. 
I think it'll go much quicker this time too. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so too. Our our track layout's pretty pretty neat. Um and uh it's it's going to lend us to a, a, actually work our city in in bigger sections cuz we're we're talking we're going to be it's going to be a pretty big city. I when I when we see some layouts and they say city and you'll see like 6 7 buildings on a street. Well, no, we're talking we're talking 6 or 7 buildings in a you know, two foot by two foot area for that, you know, or, or maybe 10 buildings in that span or that area. So it's going to be really condensed. Um, uh, we're, you know, that's, that's what we're going for is that urban look, uh, from the thirties and forties. Anyhow, right. I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. So you want me to get in on what I was talking about? Oh yeah, absolutely. Get all right. Uh, is this what is this the the continuation of your blog post? Yes. All yes. Right. Let's Last talk week about I put that. a blog post up about you know putting fine detail onto a model or a building or you know your structures or your your layout itself. I pretty much on this blog talked about it in a structural sense, and um, you know what I wanted to do was talk a little more about that and it's how how to put the details on so they pop and how to put how to build in layers and i talked about it in the blog but i want to kind of continue it a little bit and one of the things i like to do when i look at a model is i want to view it and i want to i want to look at it as a story let's say i'm building a structure and and i want to get away from the structure part here shortly but Let's say I'm building a structure and I'm looking at it and I'm every step I do on it, <coughs> I'm starting with a base layer. So yeah, your undercoating or your or your um uh primer that you put on, um that I, I try and use grays. A lot of people do. Um I'll put like a gray um a, a gray primer on the walls and such. And then, um, it, if you get, you know what, if you peel some of the paint away, what's that? I never do. Ah, well, or if I don't do that, and that's fine. <laughs> you don't, it's okay. You don't, if I don't do that, I'll use the India ink and alcohol wash. That's, that's all I use. And they, both, and they both do the same kind of thing. And I've, I use them about equally. So that's fair. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. All right. All right. All right. What that does, either one, it allows the, if some of your paint scrapes away, it makes the wood look older underneath it. Okay. And I like, right. I like that look. I mean, if it's a brick structure, um, then I don't. Then uh, if it's a brick structure, I'll spray paint it with a brick color, um, as, as a, as a primer even. Um, and then I'll go with over with a different brick color as, or a couple different brick colors over top of that and paint randomly. But that's one layer. Okay, that's just a simple layer, and it has a purpose. And then after that, I add the paint on. Okay, and I peel that paint. And when they, or if I if I do a peeling paint effect, um, I'll usually do that with a sponge, and that gives it like two more layers. It gives the paint, and then it gives the undercoating underneath, or the, the space that's gray or whatever uh, that's not covered with a sponge paint. Um, it shows that gray underneath or the, uh, the India ink wash underneath. 
um, that gives a, a two more layers on top. It's the it's the paint, and it's the part it's faded or chipped off, and then of course you have your your undercoating. So now you're at three layers. Okay, I do it to the window frames. Same deal. I want to put some scratch marks on them. Um, same with the wood itself before you put the undercoating on, um, put some distressing marks on with the, with the, uh, with file card, like we talked about last week and we put a link up for a file card or wire brushes, right. whatever your method is. So each one of those little steps is an actual, is an extra layer and brings more and more and more detail to your model. Okay. On top of that. Then after you put your paint on, you'll want to start weathering it. And that's with the chalks and the rusts and, the, you know, the grimes and the things like that. You know, you know streaks, uh, dirt, um, you know, different, different pastel chalks that you use or pigments. And um, or if you use like a, a, a rust wash or those types of things, now you're adding several more layers on top. And each one you do. You're not taking away from the lower levels, the earlier levels that you started with, or layers. Um, you're you're building on top, and it doesn't look like you have several different layers of different materials, but you really do. Um, same with on the top of a roof, uh, like Brett just explained, where he he distressed the the shingles. Um, he distressed them, and then he chalked them, and you know he has them curling and twisted, and it's yeah. really cool how you did it. But it's it's all layered, and 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 on top of that, he took some uh, corrugated tin and put it on top, and made it look like um, part of the roof was covered in the shingles, parts covered in the tin. That's extra layers, and he put rust on top of the shingles, you know, and. and in different shades of rust too. So, you know, now you're getting more and more layers to it. Right. Um, you don't just do one, you don't just do one right. layer or like one, even when you're doing my, and I, I'm only jumping in cause I mm -hmm. love doing rust. I, I, I'm obsessed with rust. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> when you, when I, when I'm doing my rust layers and, and I'm only, like I said, I'm only piping in because it's, it's I, I get all excited about that. And, uh, rust to me, it, like when you look at rust in a natural environment, there's there's like streaky rust. There's rust that's like widespread where the whole thing, the mm -hmm. whole object is rusted. And then there's rust that sometimes looks like fuzzy, you know? Yeah, like it's uh, flaking. Because, because it's – yeah, it, it's just so flaked that it just looks – it looks fuzzy. I don't know how else to explain yeah, it. It looks like, like a wooly willy toy. Mm -hmm. um, so so what I try to do is I always try to do a, a layer of rust colors that are just – really just dry brushed acrylic paint and that gets your that get that can either apply that I mean that can either show you uh your streaky rusts mm -hmm. or like a widespread just a general rusty object and then I'll come back with powders and washes and build them up to make them look textured. Yeah. And and you can so that's it, a great way to texture your rust man. And you always and you always have to look at things as multicolored because in anything in nature when you're looking at when you're looking at any object and that's where I work, I over, I, I'm pretty fortunate now. It's a little more modern. It's very modern. It's actually today. It's, it's, <laughs> it's today's setting, but I, my office overlooks a train yard, as you know, and, uh, I can see the train cars coming through there 
And while most of what we do is structures, I get to see a lot of uh, like weathered and beaten train cars. And you can just see the different ways that they age as they're coming through this train yard over in Harrisburg. So uh, it, it it's cool to see how it is innate in, in a natural environment when things are rusted or aged or how they're falling apart. And we talked with Stephen about this um, the other week where he takes real accounts of any object, any building and looks at it. But what the point I'm getting to is with, at least with color and layers is when you weather something, don't just use one color or don't just do one thing. Try to use multiple colors and try to look at it in real life because anything in, in the natural environment just has millions of colors in it. So you have to try to capture that. Yeah. And, and that's just it. I mean, each thing that you look at, we were talking about that last week. When you go out and look at something in your everyday life, you take pictures of it and photo, photographic memory. Just kind of look at it and think about how it actually, <coughs> I'm sorry, appears in its natural setting to you, how you visualize it. This is your, this is your model. You know, this is your kit, you people out there. You know, however you want it to look. You know, go outside and look at the things that are around you and come in and say, I can reproduce that. I can get that look because I stared at it for a long period of time and I got that in my head, what that would be like. Let's see what what materials do I have here on my workbench or in my home that I can get that to pop out like that. You want your, you know, you want the pop and this is how you can get it to pop. And on top of those those types of of um uh things that we just talked about with the paint and the rust and the weathering and the chalks you know the the super fine details same deal you want to paint them in a similar way you you know sometimes bright and bold isn't your best option sometimes it's a more natural colors your earth tones uh, earth earth tones are awesome and um if you use them right um, you can bring things out in their natural look and still have them pop. You can still use the textures on some of those fine detail parts, barrels and crates and um, sandbags. And uh, you don't have to just take some some khaki-colored paint and paint a, you know, a, a die cast or whatever they are, a white metal sandbag or a plastic sandbag. It's going to look like a plastic sandbag with white paint on it. Okay, weather them up, put some chalks on them and and uh, make, you know, bring different tones at them. Maybe maybe paint in one color and then use a wash in another color. Um, add some ink in India ink uh, and alcohol to some of these small detailed parts and allow allow that ink, um, or, you know, don't make it super dark, but light and um use less ink in it, you know, make it not a real strong wash, but put that wash on and let that sink into the different details on your, on your white metal castings. Um, that's the, the, that'll bring all kinds of depth, uh, to your, to your model. And, and then the more there's little tiny itty bitty details, and I know they're expensive folks. I know we talked about that. You get six barrels for $5 and you know, but as much of that stuff as you can either make on your own or if you do go out and buy it, 
the more of those little tiny itty bitty details that you can add up in the corner of an alley somewhere or on the top of a roof or, you know, uh, a bucket on top of the roof that somebody left up on the roof. Some, some scale lumber that you had scraps of laying around, cut some thin strips up and lay them up on the roof, uh, lean them against a wall, put some in a barrel, you know, uh, you know, wood scraps are all over the place in alleys and things like that. Make some trash and newspaper, uh, and crinkle them all up in little miniature balls and, um, you know, put them in the tops of a trash can and, or have one hanging out the edge of a, of a street trash can, you know? Right. Um, these types of things, all these little details you want, the more you're able to add, the deeper it looks, the more layers you're going to have. Now that's just, and it doesn't take, it doesn't take incredibly long. No, it's, it's not. It, it, I, I think that's the thing that when I look at when I when I was when we were starting out, um, and I was looking at uh, you know you look at photos of of the of George Selios or and mm-hmm. he, that's a little extreme. That's extreme. Compare what it's it, a little bit right, but 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 use him as an example. If you want to even get to a fraction of what he's done, and you just and you think about it on just a model like this blue like the blue slipper tavern that i just finished yeah um well i'm not finished i didn't do the street and detail parts yet but you look at something like that and 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 you look at uh any of the bigger you know more prestigious modelers that are just super detailed modelers for their layouts and you think oh my god i could never get to that because it look how much that must take forever well if you just do it kit by kit and you do little scenes at a time really once you get started doing that and you get like your creative juices flowing on that, on that model or that little diorama. Yeah. I think it, I feel like it goes quick once you get flowing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause now you got all kinds of ideas in your head. I've spawned uh, ideas off of and ideas. It doesn't have to, co- it doesn't have to cost a lot. Nope. Nope. But that little detailing, um, every one of those details, it's like a 3d detail and you're, you're, you're at the more and more you add, if you make a pile of junk in a corner or in front of a building, um, you know, put the, put it can the, actually be, you, I, I haven't done it yet, but I've been saving scrap wood pieces from every single thing I've done, mm-hmm. whether it's a scratch build or a, uh, or a kit, the little tiny, tiny wood pieces that are like leftovers when you cut something out or whatever. Yeah. I've been saving. I don't, if anyone else does that, let us know. Cause I think both of us save a lot. We save a lot of stuff. And, uh, I have like old kit boxes full of, of scrap pieces, but you can take those scrap pieces of wood and make a junk pile out of it. It doesn't have, you don't have to buy junk from, you don't have to buy metal cast junk, Right. you can make it on your own with scraps. Right. And, and, you know, let's, let's even step away from, from structures. Okay. Cause I, those little details is, is, Yes, it's your structure. It's on your structure, but it's extension of your structure now. Now we're leaving the structure, and we're building next to the structure. So you're putting right. you're putting a pile of this a, a garbage can and a and a, a barrel over here with three crates, maybe a box of apples and a box uh, a, a carton full of of. Of, of empty Coke bottles, okay? Or a row of trash cans or, or a row of something. row trash cans, right. And now it's, you're adding... It's the hat. And now you're adding the depth... Now you're adding depth to both the model 
and your scene and your scenery around it your, your and the landscaping you know let's think beyond that now now we got to think about the ground cover you know when you're doing your landscaping your ground cover you know put down some earths put down your put put, put your earth down with your um um, well, hold on a second on that. Hold on a second on the earth. Back onto the <laughs> pile that I was talking about. When you make a pile of stuff, don't make it make it isometrical. Meaning, let's put let's put two things here and three things there. You know, make them odd numbers. And so what if there's one little weird thing sitting out of place? You know. So what? I mean, that that's okay. It doesn't have to be even numbers of everything. In fact, odds better, you know, threes and fives rather than, you know, one item uh, rather than, you know, twos, fours. I know that sounds stupid, but even numbers kind of gives it too uniform a look, you know? And um, so, right. so think it's about a that pile of junk, make it a pile of junk. Right. And then extend off of that pile. So that first pile of junk of two or three items, let's say three items. Okay. That is in up along the back wall. That's box a in my head. Now box B is right in front of it, but a little lower. So I want smaller things, an oil can, um, you know, uh, uh, the bottle, the, the the Coke bottles in the in the carton, um, that type of thing. Smaller level items that come down from it. Okay, then put a big item in front of it. That's box C. Maybe just one. Um, and then on box D, on top of the big things like the barrels and stuff. Put a couple extra crates, stick a hammer on top of that. If you got a little miniature hammer, um, I do. A lot of people may not, but, um, <laughs> you know, put that, you know, I had, we talked about it before. I have a, a guy, uh, I have some figures that are, it's a dog pissing on a fire hydrant or whatever you want them to piss on. Um, I picked it up at the show, pick that thing up, paint it, put it next to the pile and now you just added box E, you know? So I kind of break it like that, like little square uh, cubes. It's like cube boxes. That's my scene. And then I want to extend off of that. Now we're talking landscape, okay? The grass and earth around it. Um, you, you have your, you have dirt under it and then you have a layer of light grass or dry grass and your longer grasses, you know, we all, you know, I'm no expert on landscaping stuff yet, but you know, there's some great tutorials out there to show you how to do that. It's pretty easy. Learn, learn and practice at, you know, building everything in layers and every one of those little details is an eye popper or, you know, is that catchy, um, you know, layered look, you know, and, and you'll find your, your details within details. You know, you were talking about George Selyus, uh, his right. stuff, even though none of us can afford it, but, um, cause we don't own fine scale miniatures, but, um, you know, where he can make all the molds in the world and do all this stuff. And I'm sure it costs him a fortune either way. Um, what he did is a labor of love and it's amazing, but what more is what better visuals 
than his photos. And you can find them anywhere. You can Google them. You can find uh, endless amounts on Google Images. You can Google George Selyos's Franklin in South Manchester. Um, all you want, you can find videos on it. You can there's videos that take uh, uh, on YouTube that take tours of it, and uh, it keeps going over some of the scenery. It's just and, and it's just what it did for the hobby is it's an inspirational tool. It, it, he showed the mastery of layering, um, not just in that, but how his buildings are layered, how they are placed on the layout, how they are, you know, stacked against one another, how there's very little room for a car, maybe one road that goes in between like six buildings. And there's every square inch is detailed up that little alley. Um, these are inspirational things that we can take, and, but it's all layered. Watch how you right. put your structures on a layout um, is also layering, um, you know, small buildings and big buildings and into a tight space. Um, that's, that's, that's the art of this hobby. That's artwork. And um, it, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun if you can master it. If you, if you can't master it, it's still fun to do. Whatever you do, if you're thinking in that context, it's going to improve. No matter how good a model railroader you think or think you are or not, it's helping your layout because you're thinking uh, in a you're thinking in the visual now, you know. And and that's when the, that's what this is about, in my opinion, is that we're 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 miniaturists. We're trying to recreate a world uh, that looks realistic to us. So, you know, that's that's. Uh, you know, that happens when you're able to visually see and, and, and you're taking, you're transferring your thoughts and dreams to your work. So you're, you're turning it into as, I mean, uh, this might not be everyone's goal, but you're, you're, you're turning this into as realistic of a city as you can. I mean, now, to the other side of it, there are people that just model railroad, mm-hmm. and it's less about the fine scale. Right. So, you know, for them, a few buildings is fine, and that's fine. Yeah. But but we're we you know but but when when you when you take that step into starting to add a lot more detail, at least that's what we did. We took that step into uh, modeling and finer detail. Once you start doing that, you start looking at every square inch of your mm-hmm. of your. You look at every square inch of your building, yep. and then you look at every square inch of the the diorama. I say diorama, but I don't. I don't mean diorama. I mean the footprint of that building. Then, like like I did mm-hmm. a couple kits where we had sidewalks, right? Well, you start looking at every square inch of that sidewalk, and then you start to look at uh, every square inch of your roads and 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 the the walk. Even the water that we were doing, mm-hmm. every little wave for me when I was doing the water, every little wave became like its own scene. Every square inch of that yeah. water was a scene, and I was trying to think about the most realistic way that that water would be would be moving. Yeah, would be moving. I'm sorry. So, you know, and it, that's what makes you and all of us fine scale freaks. Yeah, you know? fine scale freaks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not making that a joke. We're fine scale freaks, uh, plain and simple. And um, you know, but but uh, think about things in layers and depth, uh, uh, layers and 
layers and layers creating depth. And a lot of modelers out there will say, well, yeah, you know, this person says that and that person says that. This great modeler says it. And I've heard, I've heard it from other great modelers. And I thought, ah, well, it's true. It's 100% true. Everything they're telling you, listen to those people. They have experience. They're telling you to do things in layers. And this is your results. This is what you get out of it as a result. Um, and right. you're, you know, and it's not just one technique. If you got many techniques to get different layers, combine them, make them happen. You know, it's not going to hurt your model. Um, it's not going to hurt your model no. to make more detail to it. Um, now, <laughs> I do, th- I do think there have been times where I've, I've over, I've over weathered things, or I that, that's going to happen. Everyone boo boos every now and yep. then, but it's all reversible. Yeah. <clears throat> In time, you'll be able to understand when to stop. You'll be able to say, ah, you know what? That's enough. If I get a little too much more, it's going to start looking gaudy looking, you know? Right. And, and you'll be able to figure that out. You'll know when enough is enough. Kind of like um, that big brown smear above the windows on, on the Blue Slipper Tavern I had yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and I, and I, and I hesitated and to I even let you know because I didn't want to insult you. I didn't, I didn't see it. Because I became, I was working on that building for so long that I became blind to it. Yeah. Uh, basically, for listeners, I put a big, I was running chalk over, brown chalk, just to kind of dirty the building up, the brick face up a little bit. And uh, I didn't realize it, but I put this big, dark, like noticeably dark brown, big smudge on the brick. Yeah. And it stood out. It stood out from the rest of the weathering. And uh, I just didn't – I didn't even notice it. So you had said something about kind of lightening that up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because it looked like – it looked like somebody just took some brown chalk and stuffed it right there on the wall. You know? <laughs> well, it, it once I did fix it, in. once I fixed it and I and I took a picture again and compared to picture of the fixed area compared to what it looked like prior, I noticed it right away then. So, yeah. you know, it's just – and and – not everyone has the ability to have a peer review kind of of their buildings, yeah. but actually I lied. Everyone has the ability to have a little bit of review and critique on their buildings right. if they are open to review and critique right. uh, by posting it on, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, don't – don't. I think we talked about this a little bit uh, maybe the second episode we did or the third episode. It might have been a little bit – pushy of uh of an episode when we talked about facebook groups right, right but obviously don't post a kit that you're not confident of whatever your abilities are on a, on a on any public forum and say hey guys what do you think because if you don't have a little bit of thick skin or you can't take a little bit of critique uh you're gonna get it's fa- it's it's the internet so you're gonna get all you're gonna get the good and the bad so you're going to get some constructive criticism. People yep. might see things like you did where, you know, hey, what if you just change this up a little bit? Or I remember I remember I posted one of my very first buildings mm-hmm. on a group on a Facebook page where I was using uh, some scrap lumber to board up a window mm-hmm. because surprise, surprise, that kit manufacturer forgot to put an extra uh, enough windows in the box. And uh, that Shutter. never happens. And uh, – <laughs> that never happens. But uh, anyways, moving on, that guy pointed out that maybe the, the lumber that I was using was not – it was a little too thick and it was unrealistic to scale. And 
yeah, I could have taken that as an insult and been all pissy about it and and thought he was making uh, fun of my my building. I did, but no, I I thought it was a good idea, and when I fixed it, it looked even better. Yeah. So, you know, it, it take take when you're done with things like that, and you're done detailing, and you've done all this work, and you've and you've uh, really just blown this thing out of the water with it looking really good. Have someone else look at it. Have a friend of yours in the hobby look at it and uh, just see if there's something else that you could do to either fix something or something you didn't see that might look even better. It's always good to have another set of eyes. Yeah, I mean, look, you're going to always have those people out there that are not going to give the constructive criticism. They're going to say, yeah, oh, screw them. that sucks. Well, what were you thinking? You know, were Screw you painting them. that in an, er- an earthquake? That type of thing. You know what? Those it, people maybe were you just were. Asses. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're asses. So don't pay attention to them. You can't worry about them people. I put pictures up all the time of our models. So does Brett. And you know what? I, if and I'm I don't mind the critiquing it, it, to a degree. No, you know, as long as it's as long as it's constructive. And if they do, but bad every mouth now and it, then, I really don't give a damn if they bad mouth it. I don't care. Even no, but even some even. Even some of our articles we've posted, we've had a couple people be like, "Wow, you, this isn't new, or well, I've that's some. not new. That's not right. that's not a new technique." Blah, 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 yeah. blah, you know, it, it's new okay, to somebody. Well, sorry. Well, you know, we're 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 trying to uh, yeah. just but I'm not spread mad knowledge about it. of stuff. We're just trying to spread knowledge of stuff we're learning. If it's not new, yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Move on. You don't have to point it out. It's yeah. just like anything. So and in the same respect, so, I'm not going to get my panties up in a bunch if they do it. You know? I mean, no, you move on. Who cares? You just go, you just go, oh, well, that guy is being an ass. Next. Yeah, I don't care. I don't know those people. What the hell do I care what they say? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, and, and look, I put some pictures up that didn't get very good, re- didn't get rave reviews. And I had some that, you know, everybody loved. And then I had some that were, that really weren't, you know, I looked at them and I go, ah, you know what, maybe that model wasn't so spectacular after all, maybe, you know. And if, if somebody does have constructive criticism, I don't mind if somebody says, hey, man, you need to tone the paint down a little bit on that. It's a little bright over here or, you know. It, yeah, you or, know, or look at that piece. Is this is that to scale or is yeah, this, you forgot you to know, touch up. Something looks. I can see the plastic on that window, you know. Um, that doesn't. I think very I've often even to told me, but... you before. One of the, one of the hardest things I find, and this is a neat little, not a neat tip. It's not a neat tip at all. Why was I going to say that? Uh, <laughs> the one thing I have a lot of problem with, and I think I've caught you on it a couple times, is when you're cutting the windows out. Every now and then, I do it too. I'm guilty of it. There's that little tiny like spur. Yeah. Where you cut the window, and you can when I when I look at people's windows, I can. I can pick it out like that. Yeah. I don't know why. I it's the first thing. It's the first thing I look for. I, I sand mine all down now with an emery board. You know what, though? Yep. If I'm building a building that has a million windows on it and I sanded them all down, <laughs> I inevitably sand every. Let's say, I, let's say there's 20 windows on this building. I'll take all 20 of them and think I have sanded every one of those little bumpy things off. And inevitably, I've forgotten one, you know? And then I see it. And right I'm away. the one that sees it. Yeah. After it's already built and painted. And you're like, oh, I'll go, shit. I'll you go, know? oh, that's nice. I'll say, oh, that's really nice. Look at that window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and But I also did a building 
It was a bar mills. It was called, um, the heck was that? Um, the, the, the saltwater taffy one, whatever the hell that was. Oh, what'd you, dollies. What, dollies. dollies. And it was a really neat paint job. I didn't really weather that one up. It, I kind of left it all as it's, you know, I didn't put much weathering on it. It was one of my earlier kits years ago. And I put some pictures up online and it was well painted. But one person who's a friend of mine actually doesn't know anything about model railroading. He hates model railroading. He's into volleyball and girls and being a pig. But he decides that he's going to put a comment up about my model. And he says, uh, where I had two different colors of paint starting up the side of the, of the, uh, of the building, I had like a, a line on on the um, uh, slat board. Oh, yeah, I, it was a it was a strange. It was a, yeah on my clapboard. No, it was, it was, I had one it was color, off by one. and then I started uh, the next color on the next clapboard up. But it went around. You, the you did brown. You did the whole wall. You did the whole wall as brown. Right, right, and then. You and then you taped it off, and then you did the bottom like a green band. Right, and then I went around the corner to the other side, and the green band was on a different level than the green band was on the other side. And I didn't notice it. It was one clapboard off. And this guy, who's a friend of ours, uh, he's a smart ass, and he found it, and he liked it. <laughs> he, he put a comment up, said, uh, I think something's a little off. On your color scheme there. And uh, one your, your colors don't match. And I'm like, what the hell does he mean my colors don't match? So I'm looking through these pictures, and sure enough, there it is. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, that was constructive criticism from somebody who doesn't even model. And, uh, you know, and I fixed it. <coughs> and I didn't feel bad about right. it. In fact, I felt uh, I felt dumb because I, I, I put it up there and didn't even see that. You know, it's just one of those things. So, yeah, like I said, don't take it to heart, um, but don't be afraid to show your models too. Um, you know, just if you if you you know one of if you can't take it, then don't put up the words. What do you got? What do you guys think? As that's that's usually a, <laughs> that's usually just asking for it. Um, but you know, generally, if you don't put anything up at all and you just put the pictures up. Uh, people will either if they if they see something they don't like they're not going to bash it they're just going to let it alone you know they won't comment at all and uh, you know so that might be your better option but anyhow um, yeah I mean layering is a big part of it think about it while you're working with it we could want to kind of chew a lot of time up with that um, let's move on uh, what is your do you have a tool this week Brett. Um, I do. If you don't, I feel, I feel really bad. I do not oh, have a I tool. Do. The tool is a jeweler's nipple. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, a jeweler's nipple. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. What I got this cold, and every time I'm talking, I feel like I'm gonna cough. <laughs> and and um, I'm really conscious of my words here today. Um, it's a dry tickle <laughs> in my throat. And uh, instead of saying kind of... nippers, I said nipple. I apologize. <laughs> jewelers nippers, and uh, it's a jewelers nippers, it's and they're not... for cutting wire. Are you done? 
right. No, I'm not. That's hilarious. All right. Well, I, I use them for cutting wire or trimming edges of the um, <clears throat> like shingles hanging off the edge of the roof, that type of thing. Um, it's got a really nice flat, straight edge. Now, I you can get them at any craft store in the jeweler section. They go anywhere from three dollars to ten dollars, depending on what you're looking for. They're in this. There, it's an indispensable tool, but I'm also finding out, and this is my bitch on these, is it is a disposable tool because and maybe I paid for a cheap pair and I need to get a better pair, but uh, and you get what you pay for. But as I'm cutting pieces of wire, I'm noticing little nicks out of the edges. And then what frustrating is when you go to cut something in the future, it's not cutting it. And it's kind of twisting it instead. So these are going to end up in the trash. And I'm going to have to get a better pair. Look into investing into a better kind of pair. Uh, but you get what you pay for, I think, on these things. Uh, but the, it is a it is a tool I use pretty heavily. It's for trimming things. And it is a, it is a nipper. It's a nipper. To clarify to our listeners. Tours nippers. Or it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like a rail nipper. You know, you, you know, when you, when you, when you cut the rails, it looks a little bit like that, except it's for, it's for jewelry and such, uh, for fine jewelry. <coughs> AC Moore, um, AC Moore or Michaels or Hobby Lobby, they're going to have it. Use your coupons. Okay. So I don't know how many times you have to say that. Every time, every time. Um, you'll pay half that price. So that nippers for four dollars is going to cost you two dollars. Okay, a ten dollar good pair is going to cost you five bucks. Uh, I guarantee you they're not going to be on your daily specials that aren't included with your coupons. Nobody goes there for nipples, nippers. Sorry, I did that on purpose. Okay, so <laughs> that's my tool: uh, jewelers, nipples, nippers. <laughs> you need you need to stop that. I, I can't handle I, that. I'm just playing, man. But um Oh my god. So we're gonna have to put the explicit tag nah, on this episode. Nah, nah. We keep it good. It's fun. It's all fun, man. Um, <laughs> look. Um oh, I do man. have a product to review if you're okay with that as well. Yeah, uh I, I mean I kind of spent a lot of time talking about the blue slipper tavern, so okay. uh, go for it. This I think you I think is... I know what you're gonna talk <clears throat> yeah, well, I talked about it last week because I just got it from you, and uh, it came from Dr. Ben's. Thank you very much, Dr. Ben, uh, from Dr. Ben's Scale Consortium, uh, where he has uh, weathering solutions and stains and those types of things, uh, weathering products. Um, you can find him online. Brett will probably have a link for that, or he does. It might even be on our website. Yeah, we are going to start putting okay. – we did it last week. Um, we did it last week. We're going to start putting the link, links to things that we talk about in the show. Okay. We're going to put them in the description of the podcast. Cool. Well, um, I will also – sorry. No, go ahead. Last thing I'm going to fill up before you can talk about it. I will also be making a section on our website on hoscalecustoms.com where I will then put the uh, whatever we talked about or promoted or we'll have a promoted section and we'll have a, like the like free links, like the tidbits that you should just know about. Uh, we'll have link sections on a on our website right in the menu. It'll be uh, I'll I'll name it like something I don't know. Okay. Uh, important links or something, some kind of thing okay. like that. But we will have all the links now. We'll we'll start to share with you guys, so you awesome. don't have to hunt and find them. Awesome. Okay. 
So back to Dr. Benz. This is Dr. Benz. It's called, and he he gave this to us uh, for me to try out. Um, it's called Hux Whitewash. Hux like Huck Finn. Um, it's his whitewash. It's a weathering solution, and it comes in a little plastic container. It looks like a cold cream container, um, and um, it has this label on, of course. And it is just what it says, a whitewash. Uh, remember Huck Finn? He painted the fences with Tom Sawyer with his brush, and he whitewashed them. Um, it's the same concept. I thought when I first opened it, it was all watery looking, and I'm like, oh, this isn't like paint. You know, at first I thought it might be like paint. Well, it's not exactly like paint. It's no. a. It's called a weathering solution. It was very watery and runny. It's not water at all. It's actually alcohol, uh, alcohol based, and it, it's a white alcohol base um, whitewash. And you, I used. And on the directions, it just tells you to put it on, and then as you put it on, allow it to uh, to you know work, run in its crevices and cracks, and then turn it upside down, and it'll you know it, here's what it says. I'll read it to you. It says, "Do not drink this. This is grain. This is not made of grain alcohol." <laughs> it says that, but uh, not that's, that not, kind of that's not what I'm talking about. So this this product works best in conjunction with other Dr. Ben's weathering products as well as competitors' products. We recommend trying realistic rust on top of on, on top um, of instant age as another one of his project pro, products, and vice versa. As with all of our products, for the ultimate realism, apply our product and then turn the object upside down to allow gravity to pull the residue to any protrusions. This way, when you turn it right side up, the effect looks just like real life. Okay, so I'm thinking, well, I don't know, but I don't get that. So what I did, um, I'm working on this Sanborn Brothers uh, imported coffee warehouse. It's all... um, corrugated siding warehouse all the way around it the top part i wanted white a white colored uh band almost i guess it is it's maybe an inch wide it goes all the way across the top on both sides the lower portion is going to be all green and what but what i did with the white portion is i taped it off and i took a a cloth a, a very soft cloth um and I dipped it into it, just a, a corner of it into this stuff and um, kind of applied it with the cloth onto the wood. Um, but I did it upside down to start with. So that way it runs towards the top and not down towards where my green's going to be. I also taped it off, by the way, with uh, painter's tape. So it didn't go down on that lower section by accident. Um, and then I just kind of smoothed it over and I had gray primer underneath on these, on these, uh, corrugated siding built, uh, parts that came with it. And I primered that gray and then put this over top and I just kind of like rubbed it on upside, up and down, kind of like Huck Finn would do with a fence. And right. I didn't over soak it and just kind of let the white build up on it. 
is a whitewash. And then I just kind of laid the thing upside down completely and let it run its gravity magic that he was talking about. Came back in about two hours and took a look at it. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, it came out like whitewash. It showed you the some of the, the, the original coloring underneath the whitewash. And it showed you uh, some some brighter whites and stuff in certain areas. But it ran in streaks. And it looked really sharp. So... I like the product. I'm going to start using it on a lot of different on a lot of different buildings I have coming up. I'm going to be scratch building a lot of buildings of the ones I took photos of in Annapolis uh, for our seaside town. Well, the seaside portion of the town is going to have a lot of whites and grays in building colors. Um, in, in some, in not all of them, but I'm going to do a bunch of whites. And uh, I'm looking forward to this product. And I used very, very, very little. So this container is going to last a long time. The effect was very good. I'm going to have to touch it up in a couple spots because of, <coughs> pardon me, um, gosh, darn. And you're still not, you're still not past I'm not it. 100% here yet, you know? So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to touch it up in a couple places where I was putting the lettering over top and I needed to get in there with white paint and touch up where the lettering got screwed up from a stencil. But um, other than that, it's it, it, it really turned out awesome. It's a nice product. It's a fun new product for me. Um, I'm looking forward to using it in the future. Go to his place and check it out. These are really cool um, weathering products that he's got. There's all kinds of things. Maybe some aren't for you, some are, but uh, there's a lot are to choose from. Are you going to post pictures of it? I am going to eventually post pictures of this model, yeah. Cool. Yep. I just, I just, I haven't even seen what you did with it yet, so I'm just interested yeah, to see I'll what that looks like. Yeah, I'll show you some shots and, and stuff. I'll put some up online here as soon as I touch it up a little bit. So, so if anyone's, <laughs> if anyone is interested, if anyone's interested in picking up uh, either the Naughty Walnut that I talked about Naughty last Walnut. week. Oh man, you with you're getting me all worked up talking about jeweler nipples and wal- Naughty Walnuts. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you're if you're interested in picking up uh, any of the any of his stuff, any of his, we've only really dealt with his weathering stains up to this date. Uh, but he's got a ton of cool stuff. Doctor Ben's Scale Consortium. His website is. D E Ben LLC.com. And you can just Google Dr. Ben's scale consortium or go to D E B E N L L C.com. He's got a boatload of awesome stuff on his site. Yep. So yep. Uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. If you've ever used this stuff too. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks Dr. Ben. It was good stuff. Really like it. It's very natural. Very good. And we'll be putting a post up uh, soon about, I, I know I'll and be people- putting, putting a post up about, my stain. And people need to know about us. Um, you know, you know about us on the podcast here from listening to us week to week. But if if I have something and it sucks, I'm probably going to tell you it sucks. So yeah, this is uh, this is a good product. Yeah, we we we've held back on a couple of things that yeah uh, that sucked. <laughs> right. We'll just keep it at that. Right. But. Uh, if it's really bad, we won't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we can That's be brutally honest. We have to catch ourselves sometimes. 
you know, uh, if it's if it's something really bad, we won't bash the people here yeah. on our podcast or, or on our website. We just but won't say anything. We at just all. won't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna give you any lip, any lip service right. if you right. if you uh, if you don't have a good product. So we like it. And the whole time we've been talking to Doctor Ben's, uh, we he, we've been emailing him back and forth, Ben, and he uh, he he's an awesome dude. He was. He, you could tell he takes a you know great pride in, in the products and services that he offers. So he does uh, that with his family. It's just him and his wife, I believe, and they do a great job. Yeah, I think so the e- the email that he sent to me was that him and his wife, you know, they make they hand they do a lot of their stuff by hand. They they package it on their own. They label everything on their own. Um, yeah. They he said they ha- they hire a couple you know part timers or interns yeah. and stuff, but. For I the know most that, part, I know that Kenny uh, from Blue Slipper Tavern is, is the same way. So yeah, yeah. he's he's also very uh, very hands on, mm-hmm. very good businessman. Uh, from what we can from tell, KC's, I and uh, you know, um, it, it's it's he, they they both have good stuff. Yep. So yep. Uh, either way, get on there, check them out. Yeah, it's worth it, definitely. Okay, so that's what we have there. Cool. Uh, so let's go over. I think I had a couple fan. Not, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, not fan, fan, fan submissions. I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, we had, uh, and I, I am very sorry if I pronounce this wrong. We had a little debate. We had a little debate about it before the show started, but uh, he was all over Instagram for a while. He's no longer on Instagram, but he's on Pinterest. Uh, and let me find it real quick. Team Pugot, Pugotch. Uh, so I, I'm Pugach. sorry if I said it wrong. Pugach? I think so. Okay. Uh, he was on Instagram. He was one of our Instagram followers, but um, he uh, messaged me uh, last week after listening to our show and said that uh, you know he's a big fan of listening to punk rock when he is in the basement. So every week we talk about the music we listen to. And what what kind of tunage we got playing at our workbenches and uh, Team Pugach, I think I, I, I his name's uh, Dan Pugach, but uh, he said, you know, uh, he emailed us after the show. He said, catching up on your podcast episodes today. My go-to modeling music is good old punk rock. I'm often rocking out in the basement to Rancid, Black Flag, The Ramones. Like that's that's some old old punk rock, old school punk rock, school punk rock here, man. Right. But he's but he's like us. He likes to switch it up. Yeah. He said he also likes to listen to country, uh, and and Mike Mike Ness. I'm not familiar with them from Social Distortion uh, that he listens to some old so, old Social D. Yep, uh, and some old old school country Johnny Cash style Dang. and uh, just good stuff. He he he's got a good wide taste in music there. So thanks Dan line. for st- he he was a pretty loyal Instagram follower of us for a while. He was all over our yeah. stuff and uh, he switched over to Pinterest. So he has been actually saving uh, a bunch of our Pinterest stuff. I wonder why I've been I hadn't seen him around. Our pin- huh. uh, hey, I you know, he, hated uh, us he was all over. Huh? Yeah, we, we, were, we, were, we were worried about him. We were worried about you, Dan. We For a while, we wondered where you went and uh, and we were enjoying interacting with you and then, uh, then I saw your email that said you were over on Pinterest. So, uh, but we appreciate that you're still following us. We thought you, we thought you unfollowed us. We weren't sure, yeah. but it's great stuff. And uh, and I think you got me into the punk rock mood 
uh, this week. I was, I you know, I started listening to a little bit. Uh, I don't know what kind of music you had playing on your bench. What were you playing? Van Halen, Diver Down last night, man. Some old, what? Yep, I had Van Halen, Diver Down. From the Diver Down album. That's what I was listening Dang. to last night. What else this week? That's it, man. The other the other part, whatever, the rest was me hacking and coughing. That's what I did the rest this week. And shoveling oh, yeah. snow. That's not good. Not good at all. No. So well, Van I'm glad you're not coughing. I was I was I was initially gonna like uh, I was initially gonna edit all the coughs out of last week's episode, but then I realized there was like a hundred of them, <laughs> and I go, "There's no way I'm gonna cut all this out of your out of your audio. It's gonna take me forever." I know, man. So that didn't happen. But uh, you know, this week I've been listening to because Dan sent me that message, and I'm sorry, Dad, if you don't know any of these bands, I apologize. But I uh, I listened to a little bit of uh, like No Effects. You ever heard of No Effects? Yeah. You have? No, man. I'm just listening to you, man. Oh. I was listening to some No Effects. I listened to uh, Pennywise. You ever heard of Pennywise? And wasn't that the clown from Stephen King? <laughs> uh, it was, but it's also a band. And uh, and then I went back to my old trustworthy uh I've been in this Tech Nine mood all week. I don't, I mean, all month. Oh boy, I'm obsessed with them. So that's uh, that's what I've been doing. I've also been running a bunch, so I didn't get much else done this week. Yeah, uh, I've got a, I got a 50k on Saturday, Jeez. so uh, that's going to be miserable. <laughs> but uh, it, we got. I, I, I'm going to. I just saw a note from the race yeah. director for that race, and uh, I'll be running. 31 miles, if anyone doesn't know how far 50K is, it's 31 miles, and there's a foot and a half of snow on the course. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty awful. Yeah, I'll but, say. Uh, that, I won't get much modeling done on Saturday, but that's why. Well, so for next week, let's, uh, let's ask all of you out there. I want to hear, because I got into a debate this week on some uh, somebody's post on one of the social media networks. In a group for yes, railroading, yes, yes, yes. there was a big debate going on about the state of the hobby. Some people saying that it's dying, and I don't see that. I see this hobby exploding, and it's not necessarily just because we're getting into it now. Uh, after many years of not doing it, um, I see it uh, exploding in a big style. Um, it's not just model railroading I see exploding. Uh, I see the I see model railroading now taking, um, taking on stuff from, from military modeling. A lot of the uh, articles that we post and put up uh, um, are getting good response from military modelers. Are getting good response from the war gamer crowds. There's a lot to be learned from each other, technique wise, and different modeling styles. And I think everybody's helping each other from that. I see it growing that way. I think social media has a play in it personally, uh, as to the growth of the hobby and the direction that things are going. Um, but what is your take? <coughs> Jeez, what is your take on the state of the hobby? You know, is more youth needed? Do we need a younger crowd? Is there not enough of a younger crowd? Is it all older guys that are, you know, just sitting around retired and, and moderating? We need to get that youth element going. How can we make that right. happen? Um, 
you know, we want to try and help with that as well as as HR Scale Customs. We want to help build it, uh, draw new people in, whether they're young or old. Um, but also, you know, the pricing is the pricing affecting things. Is it is is elements of this hobby too expensive? If so, what is what is it? Are <laughs> gee, many crickets. Is it uh, hobby shops or 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 what have you seen? Yeah. Uh, that was the big shift in the hobby. Right. Or hobby you know, shops so these people at, I mean, that's a big question. So. Yeah. And, 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 and just to give a little bit of, and so in my other, in my other life, in my real job, yeah. I, in my other job, I, uh, I build websites and I do a lot of digital marketing and I, I, I live on the internet and I, to, to the hobby shop, to the death of the hobby shop, quote unquote, as people are saying, you know, I, I, and I hate to be like that, but you know, in any business, if you don't evolve or any world, if you don't evolve with the current times, uh, you're going to have problems in business. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I credit a lot of these newer, not, I guess they're not newer, but I credit a lot of these guys that you see online, like, like Dr. Ben's and like Casey's and, Mm -hmm. uh, FOS and Bar Mills and some of the other bigger brands, even and and they're huge. They're a big, they're a big, big company. But Walther's and all these companies, they they all saw a shift at some point and realized the internet is where it is. Yeah. So, am I only? And I'm only piping up because this is my world. I do it every day. Right. Is the the fact that people are blaming or people are upset and blaming the internet for the death of hobby shops, but in reality. In my opinion, the hobby shops that are dying off just either a by choice didn't didn't keep up with the times because they saw that they wanted to get out of it, or yeah. uh, they weren't able to compete because they didn't stay innovative enough. Or I mean, there's a billion things that happen sure. for any in any business, yeah. but but I, I see the internet and the new age of things as an opportunity to grow this hobby, right. and. Maybe, maybe the fact that a lot of these people think the hobby's dying because old, you know, old cornerstone brands that were out there, yeah, they they weren't able to keep up and they started to die off, yeah, as the internet boomed and e-commerce boomed, yeah. But then also with that, with the old pillar brands fading away, you also had a lot of you also see a lot of newer brands just starting to become big, yeah. So I, I think it's an exciting time in the hobby. It's kind of a it's kind of almost to me. It looks like it's a change of guard. I've seen some of the newer brands out there, some of the same people that you've mentioned, buying up the older brands that are ready to step right. out and get done, so they can continue right. it going. And then they offer it's that same like product, I, which is awesome. Like I just said, it it's a change of the guard. Right, it is. And you know, and I'm not knocking hobby shops either. I love hobby shops, but I like to go into a hobby I could shop. Spend hours in them. Yeah. Oh yeah, man! I, I'll, it's great. I can go to a hobby shop and spend a lot of money. I'm gonna do that if you have a lot of product. Okay, I'm going to hobby shops. There's four different things sticking on the on the wall and hooks, <laughs> and then you go and look at their paint supply, and they'll have like it's all testers. Yeah, it's all testers, and they, or they had three different three different. You know, I know they're not making you know the flow quill and. 
uh, Polyscale or whatever. There's other products out there, though. Uh, get them, supply them, stock them. Don't just give us testers paint, okay? But give us some choices and, and put more than four little bottles up. I, I, you know, I want the, I want a selection when I go to a store. If I got to drive right. a half an hour to a hobby store and I get, get there. Get the stuff that's popular now. Right. And I get there to the hobby store and, and I say, hey, do you have this? I really need this. I need a fire escape for my building. Okay. And this hobby shop guy will go, well, I don't have any on stock. I'm just, I just ran out really. Cause like well, you're just about out of you. everything right now. So you must, you just ran out. Okay. You didn't have it last time I was in here either, but anyhow, then they'll say, <laughs> then they'll say, and I love these guys. They're great. They're, they're, they all sit there and they talk or old guys. They sit around talking. It's fun to, you can learn so much from them. Um, oh yeah. But then I, he goes, well, I can order it from Walders for you, and I have it in in three days or four days, and and I'll call you, and you can come pick, it. <laughs> you can come pick it up. And I'm thinking, I told him, I was like, well, I can order it from Walders. I can order it from Walders myself online, and then have it shipped to my <laughs> door, and I'll have to spend a damn dime to come to your store. Well, yeah, but you're going to be paying for the shipping charge. Also, the cost of me driving a half an hour to your store is the same as the shipping store, the shipping cost. Look, I want to support the local businessman or local hobby guy, okay? And I'm not knocking that. I'm all about that. But there's some amazing hobby stores out there where they jam-pack their stores, they fill them up. And they're they're not the ones that are going to go, hey, I'll order. I know you need it. I don't have it. But I can get anything you want from Walters. Don't ever tell me that. Don't (laughs) If you don't have it, just say I don't have it. It it, it really just (laughs) comes down to... It really just comes down to, I think, you know, yeah. if 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 you're if you think that the hobby stores going away are the are the death of the of the hobby, and I I don't think that's what it is. No. But anyways, I've seen it posted. That's the only reason I said that. Right, right. So I think if that's the I think if that's the way you think, then uh, it just means that those hobby stores uh, they they weren't keeping in what was popular at the time yeah. and they had they, you know they faded off right so next week anyways, next week sorry i'm off my soapbox and next week write to us about that you know over the next week before we do our next podcast i want to hear what your thoughts are on the hobby okay well, on the youth part of it are these young people simply not are they just playing playstation or xbox and they're just not into it they're not jumping on board what can we do to make it so they can, and um, you know, you know, what are some of the factors that are keeping it away them away from model rearing? If it's not, if it's it's a right. is your club out there? Is your club getting new membership from younger people? Because I've seen some of that happening. Um, I want. I know there's a. I want to hear. There's about a local that. club. There's a local club near us. Uh, yeah, the one down in Lancaster. Uh, what's it? Mm-hmm. The uh, what's the name of that one in Lancaster? I don't know. Uh, uh, no, we saw them at the train show in Harrisburg. Yeah, Strasburg. They had that. They had that youth. The, I think it was the Strasburg mm-hmm, one. Yep. They had they they had a youth model railroad club that had a layout that was probably better than every other older dude's layout yep. or every other every other club layout, every other guy, person's layout in that model railroad show. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And it was all teenagers. Yep. It was just cool to see that. Yep. It was cool. So anyhow, that's where we're it, at. It, 
um, write into us, talk to I, us about these subjects. We're going to talk about this a little more next week. I, I want to add to it real quick. Ahead, I yeah. also want to hear. I also want to hear from people. So I think our goal, and we haven't really talked about this with our listeners. We've talked about how we enjoy doing this. We enjoy sharing, and we we kind of want to promote the hobby a little bit. But I think deep down within, and I'm speaking for you, so pipe up and correct me if I'm wrong, but our goal in doing the website, in doing the Facebook page, just sharing our stuff on Instagram, uh, doing this podcast, it takes a ton of time to do this podcast and a lot of effort. And I could be playing with my kids for this hour and a half that we record it, but no, I'm sitting in my dark, cold basement, but whatever. Anyways, the goal of doing these things is we're trying to help kind of not rejuvenate because we don't think it's dying, but we're trying to provide something that's missing from this hobby. And we've heard from a couple people that say we're filling a, a void uh, in the podcast world for the model railroading hobby. But we also we're looking for ideas and, and we're looking for kind of some suggestion along the way to kind of how do we help on the effort to rejuvenate this hobby if it is something that is slipping a little bit. What can we do? Is there something that you'd like us to talk about or is there something that you'd like us to see do in our capacity to kind of kind of promote this, kind of juice it up a little bit? So if you have any suggestions or tips or uh, you know, you want to hear us talk about something else or whatever it is, just shoot us a line. Send us an email. Uh, our email is podcast at hoscalecustoms.com. Uh, let us hear it because we're, we're trying to trying – to, Liven it up a little bit, liven the hobby up, loosen everyone up. Yeah. Because I think the the why we're doing this is obviously we're not making any money. We're, we're not making much at all. But uh, uh, we share a passion that you guys share. Uh, I do a lot of internet marketing and digital marketing in my, in my normal day-to-day job. So I figured I would apply what I do for my day-to-day job and – turn it into something I it's good for the model railroad community. So if there's something you want to see, something you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Yeah. We, we want to help accelerate this hobby. Right. Right. Yep. That's it. That's, that's my soapbox rant. You got so it. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm done. But, uh, <laughs> you got anything else here for today? Except the capitals are on right now. And it's time to listen to some hockey. Yeah. They're tied zero zero with the Detroit Red Wings. And, and yeah, if there's any listeners out there from Detroit, I apologize by saying this, but I'm I'm watching the TV. It's on mute right now the whole time we've been wa- uh, recording this podcast. But the fan attendance at that arena is awful. It's bad. Jeez. Every other seat's empty. That's ridiculous. Wow, well, so it's Thursday. It, yeah, but I mean, there's Thursday games in, in DC and they're packed. Yeah, true. It's it's empty. It's pretty it's set. Anyways, yeah. whatever. Different thing. This isn't a sports podcast. Yep. If we did a sports podcast, oh my god, it'd be awful. Uh, it would we, be. It, We'd be brutal. We, we there would be there would be ex, ex, there would definitely be uh hate. It would be bad. It'd be hate mail. <laughs> it, it would be bad. We we need to maybe look into doing a sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I don't need that stress in my time. life. So anyways, guys, hey, as usual, we're going to wrap this up. Send us an email for everything we talked about. What do you want to see us do? What would you like to see us talk about? We love getting our emails. Uh, 
We are, we'll be posting more blog ca- blogcasts. Jeez, what am I talking about? We will be posting more blog posts soon. Uh, uh, you can always hit us up on our email, podcasthoscalecustoms.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, you know, whatever. You name it. We're also on iHeartRadio now. I think I talked about that last week. We're on iHeartRadio. We are also on Stitcher Radio. So if you have a Stitcher subscription, I think it's also free to listen to us on Stitcher. Cool. But we're on we're on Stitcher now, another podcast va- uh, avenue that you can listen to. I think we're also on TuneIn FM. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what that's called? TuneIn? I guess. You found it. Anyways, you told me about it the other week. We're also on there. So we're on a ton of podcast venues. Uh, make sure you share it. I know a couple of people have been sharing our podcast trying to, you know, telling their friends, hey, this is an awesome podcast to listen to. I don't have their names right now, but if you've shared our podcast already to yeah, your friends you on Facebook that. or wherever, that is awesome. That is like the biggest compliment to us. We, yep. we love seeing more than anything. I love seeing someone share our episodes or share our Facebook page or to their friends saying or whatever. Yep. Yeah. You got saying you guys got to check these guys out because yeah, thank that, you for that to me. I, that to me is like getting paid. Yeah, you I love people, seeing that. You people are the lifeblood of this hobby, and uh, we're just trying to use our mouths and take our time to help promote it and uh, help the hobby grow, have some fun with it, keep things light. And listen, we've got big mouths, yeah. so we can talk all day. Yep. So if you, if you got the topics, we can talk about it. We know you're listening because I can see the stats. I have all the stats on the podcast. Yep. We know you're listening. So shoot us an email. Yeah. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. So yeah, it's, with that, it's creepy I'm to sit wrap in the background. Up. It's creepy to sit in the background and not participate, man. <laughs> Say something. Hey. You're giving me the creeps. Right. Most everyone that's most everyone that's emailed us, I think I've saved a few suggestions. And if you've sent us an email and you haven't gotten mentioned on the show, it's not that I've ignored you. I have a note. I make a post-it note for everyone that's emailed us. I'm saving if I'm saving those topics for an episode specifically. So I have not ignored any user emails. I I'm just saving it. So uh, make sure you send us an email. Get in touch with us. We love hearing from you guys. I'm gonna sign off for the night. Peace I'm gonna out. Watch the end of this Caps game. All right, guys. Later. Have fun modeling this weekend. See ya.